we are going to start with the theme song. <laughs> we are going to thought we're, we're going to start. <laughs> Episode of If the Apocalypse Comes, Beat Me, also known as It's Willie's Place Now. See? Brings in a better clientele. And our clientele here are Stacia. Say hi. Hello. Daniel. Hola. We're going to talk about the season one episode of Buffy. It's the fourth episode, and it's called Teacher's Pet. Teacher's it's about pet. a praying mantis, in case you didn't know. All right. What do you guys think about the episode overall? Arguably the worst monster of this season i don't really quite remember the other monsters of the week who are the rest of the monsters of the season we've got there's the three or is that in season two it all blurs together uh i mean in the next most a lot of vampires this season's actually pretty vampire heavy i feel like it's weird mm-hmm. um, it's a weird thing to do because we're going to deal thing. with the pack so that's demon possession there's not really a monster per se they do have a really bad hyena puppet at the end of that episode. Uh, but mostly I think it's vampires. I don't know. Uh, there's the dummy. Is that in this one? Oh, the Virgilicose one? Yeah. yeah. That's this season, yeah. And then there's the one that in Nightmares, there's like that weird, like, it's clobbering time monster that's making the kid have the right. the, the nightmares. That right. is <laughs> making everybody turn into stuff. Uh, but I think, yeah, this one's like the biggest puppet, uh, like, biggest armature the whole shebang that they do yeah and it's um it's not great it was pretty imposing it was weird it standing in front of uh xander and the other kid just sort of you know lingering there it's just a guy holding up something and it can't do anything so i mean i feel bad because it's like so much goes into that and i'm sure oh yeah like if you watch the special features on the dvd stuff you can actually see the monsters a little bit better and they look super cool i mean like the detail that goes into it, no shade on special effects. I'm no. sure that stuff takes forever to do, and it's very artistic and cool. But when you you have it in this like dimly lit set, and you only see parts of it, and it's moving really weird and and like hilariously, that it just really takes away from the scare factor. But uh, well, also- and I wonder too how how really how scary is Buffy supposed to be? I mean, it is a it is a fun time television show. I mean, it has the elements to it, but are you really supposed to be? I mean, really, are you supposed to be, like, totally creeped out and scared by this stuff? Or is this just kind of, like, the world we're in? Ha, ha, ha. I don't know. Um, it's like a comedy horror, so I think... Yeah, so maybe a little bit. scary elements. Yeah, I, I think, think the scariest elements so far have been the great camera angles, the mm-hmm. amazing work they do with the space that they have. I mean, they understand the genre well. But, yeah, I guess when you just don't have a budget, you're limited to what you can get. Right. And it's fantastic, and it's memorable, at the very least. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, I remember this just because of the puppet, really. You know, I remember the mom because sometimes, I mean, in later seasons, it gets pretty good. And I think they kind of blend together and you kind of forget. You remember the big bads. But, you know, I'll always remember the praying mantis because it's ridiculous. That's true. It does stand out. So it's I guess in a way it, that it makes it, its it successful, right? Like you remember it for better or worse. It's, it's the true. only giant bug they ever fight. Is it? Yeah, because she was a giant bug, and then there was the man made of bugs, and I think that might be it. 
Ted? Ted's no. a robot. Okay. One of the three that tries to kill Buffy and he's made a maggot. Yeah, there's like, like the three assassins. One's like a cop who does uh. like karate <laughs> with knives and has shoots a gun. And then uh, there's the bug guy and then somebody else. I am failing on my Buffy knowledge right now. I don't know what's going on. I'm disappointed in you. Should be, actually. We should probably stop doing the show altogether because clearly this is a sham. I don't believe you. You're a liar. What's like the half life of an of ants? You know, like as in a as a general species, have they been around forever? Cockroaches have, right? They'll survive the nuclear so. apocalypse. But ants, what's up with ants? I think they've been around forever. Right, you feel like they have. Yeah. Been. I feel like ants would probably make it even longer than cockroaches. They're tiny, right? So they're harder to. Yeah. That doesn't make sense. I think cockroaches are hardier. Yeah. yeah, they can survive for a really long time without heads. So. Oh, I don't think ants got can. that going for him. Where's no, the cockroach monster then? You know, it's like kind of weird. Oh, they're in Men in Black. Yeah, I guess yeah. they couldn't get on the Men in Black. That was that was '96. They would just be stealing. Yeah. Well, I think there's a world like about the scare factor that we've talked about multiple times. Like if the show was made now, or even yeah. then with more money, that you could really make those things more terrifying and make like you could make the drama way more dramatic. You could make the scary way more scary. I mean, they, I think they do a great job. Uh, balancing like, comedy and horror the way they did the best they could they at the time for sure but it's like I keep pointing to the TV look. I know well it, if you, it definitely feels like a 90s show because even something like the comics that came out in the 2000s it you just look at that and you you know you obviously read it and imagine it like a television show mm-hmm. and it doesn't follow the same formula as no. and even the later seasons of Buffy don't follow the same formula no. as season one so it, it grew with t- with TV but if yeah. it was made today you know, we've said this a million times. It would be a 13 episode show like for season one, but it would be so taut and almost perfect that it would almost be, it would just blend in with all the rest. Yeah. I mean, we're huge believers that the terrible episodes of Buffy make this show worth watching because the highs are higher and the lows are lower. And this is one and of the lowers. You wouldn't have lower if you're on a Netflix 13 episode high budget show. You're right. going to get kind of a bland, you know, not bland per se, but just a straightforward, you're going to hit all the points. Whereas here, we're meandering. We don't really know what the fuck we're doing because we're just hanging out. Yep. And I think that the character payoff in the end is going to be a much greater on Buffy than it's going to be on a Netflix show. That's 13 episodes for the same amount of years, potentially because yeah. you care, you care when Willow goes back. Yeah, you care you, when you Buffy earn dies. every minute of you this show that you love. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And really, you just love them. So when things happen to them, when the five or six important episodes per season happen, you care, you yeah. care a lot for sure. More than you would on another show. So. All right, let's get into a little bit of like let's do notes it. you have on anything. Uh, right off the bat, Dr. Gregory is like one of only two staff members in the whole show that actually gives a shit about Buffy and believes in her. Like he's like, I, you know, your permanent record or whatever, be damned. We're going to show him that you're smart and you're capable and you're going to kick ass. And she's really touched by that. And of course, immediately he dies. And that is a bummer. And that happens in uh, season three. There's, I think it's Beauty and the Beast. There's a therapist on campus, and Buffy's like really bonding with him. It's gonna open up to him, and surely he dies almost immediately. She confesses all the things that's actually been going on with her. He's been dead the whole time. Fun, fun times for everyone. Tale as old as time, song as old as rhyme. 
Um, what do you guys think? Beginning, beginning of the episode. Any notes or any point? Um, I said, why does Xander constantly fantasize about being stronger than Buffy? Because because he, he wants it. it opens with his daydream of him being all suave and killing the vampires and like sort of physically dominating her. And he makes some well, comment. Knocks her over and like she falls and like or whatever happens mm-hmm. and she's laying down there for him. Yeah. Yeah, and he made some comment in the first episode, or maybe it was the second one, when they go to save his friend, and he was like, I'm not as strong as you. Like, it was a bad thing, and he was mad that he wasn't stronger than a woman, but then also she's a superhero. Yeah. So I think that's, like, a common thread where he is constantly hoping that one day he will, like, be as macho as she needs him to be. He's got to get over that chick. It's never going to happen. Doesn't, I mean, that rolls all the way to the comics, too. I mean, he's basically like an army general, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, as we start season eight. And, yeah, I mean, it's like that same overcompensation. I don't think he cares as much anymore with Anya dying and everything like that. I mean, he again, his arc is not as simple as that. But, but yeah, definitely in the early seasons, it's all about him. Just like I should I wanna... be macho. Well, and that's what all this episode is all about, too. It's just like I want to be I should be the center of attention yeah. and everyone else. You know I'm that that hero. are that are people, old people, and um, you know, two women are the saving the world, <laughs> and the one you know, I'm just some guy, straight white guy yeah. hanging out who should be saving the world, is uh, riding around in cars, picking up bums, <laughs> and just doing bum stuff, and it's great. I mean, I think that's why the episode works bum so well because it's just it's perfect. Riding in cars and, with bums. Riding in cars with bums. That's the a Xander movie. story. <laughs> oh, Title of his memoir. Absolutely. Um, well proportioned. Why, Joe Giles? He can't compliment Miss French without saying things like "woman shaped" or "well proportioned," because he's just too British. Uh, well, and you kind of you feel like he, yeah, does you know? Because he, it, we can just cut that whole part where I was just saying "uh" forever. Also, that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> that would be really great if I if we did that. I'd appreciate well, that. Uh, what's the name of the girl? Miss French? No, no, no. Uh, Miss Calendar? Miss Calendar. Uh, yeah, Jenny Calendar. Yeah. The techno pagan. Jenny yeah. Calendar. <laughs> she also gets on the net. She does get on the net. She gets on it hard. And then she dies. Why do you keep saying these weird, dirty things? <laughs> I don't know. It's like both of you. You're like, <laughs> bum stuff over here. And she's like, going well, in It's deep. funny, because bum stuff just means to me bum, bum things. Stuff. Oh, but then... You were thinking butt stuff? Well, no, because in the, in the British, too, yeah. they, they call it getting bummed. And I was thinking with the praying mantis yeah. the whole time. Just like, they don't want to be bummed. That's oh. what's going to happen. They don't want to do that. Oh, no. Jenny Calendar? Jenny Calendar? Oh, yes. Be- when did Jenny Calendar come in? Like season two? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So before Jenny Calendar. Ooh, she might show up. She shows up in iRobot Eugene, man. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. That's right. That's okay. where we meet the techno pagan. So it's kind of it's kind of fun to have Giles because you don't think of him immediately as somebody who even like knows what sex is mm. or what people like relationships would look like because <laughs> he's just seemingly focused on his vampire book. Mm-hmm. But... It's fun to have him try to describe it as a British person, LOL, 
uh, in an American school. But then it's fun to have Jenny Callender show up, and it's just like, oh, he, Foxy, he gets Foxy. that, and then you learn some backstory and some band candy later on. So, and that brings us back to what I said about Dr. Gregory, which was he's really good to his students, and why can't this teacher be his mom? Buffy's mom. Who's Buffy? Charles' mom. His own mom. <laughs> Why can't Mr. Gregory be Buffy's mom? Yeah. Because Joyce. Yeah, Dr. Gregory cares way more about Wait. Buffy than his mom. Than his mom, damn it, I'm doing that too. <laughs> than her mom ever did. Ah, damn it, Joyce. <sighs> you weren't even in this episode, and we still find a way to drag you because you're terrible. <laughs> She wasn't in this episode because she's an absent parent. That's true. <laughs> Naturally, the takeaway. But she's not absent from our hearts until she dies. Oh. Um, <laughs> so Willow commits hard to to the Xander ploy of him, sort of uh, you know holding both Buffy. I feel and... like you're forgetting she's straight up in love, love with him. I know, I know. Which is kind of weird. It's just it such is. a strange. I'm thing. glad we like, dropped that because it's kind of strange. Like they are hormonal messes. All Xander really and Willow for the most part. They are just like have no concept of what's happening with their bodies. Buffy <laughs> is like, I gotta keep this under control, but she doesn't really like either one of them. So she's definitely like, well, I guess we don't we don't really get anything from her except for Angel. I guess yeah. obviously Angel, but we'll see later on as she starts being with other people. But hey, you kind of have Giles and Buffy who are so mission oriented, and then you've got Xander and Willow who are just have no no clue. She's We're like, I'll bone this teacher. Have- it's fine. That's a thing. <laughs> That's appropriate. And Willow's just like, yeah, whatever. I just like, you're perfect. And you're, you're, yeah, I don't care if you're a virgin. I'll never say that again. So am I, obviously. We're all virgins. We're just here doing this thing. Please, please, yeah, when, just notice uh, me. Xander's in that, like, I'm inadequate rage thing at Buffy, where clearly, if a woman's attracted to me, she must be a monster, blah, yeah. blah, blah. I'm like, why are we just glossing over the fact that she's a teacher and you are a minor and this isn't okay? It's like, no, the important lesson is to learn that you shouldn't put me down. Not that we should yeah. not be doing this. It's true. It's true. Good job, Xander. I don't think Xander's of the mind that he even knows that it's not appropriate. He's just... I think he was bragging about it. Yeah, well, yeah. I think it would be absolutely... Like, I could get an older woman who's better than you, you dumb girl. <laughs> and I think that's a universal... And then he also had to bag on Angel at the same time. Like, oh, what a girly name. Why is that wrong? Like, what's wrong with having a girly name, Xander? Explain that. Oh, it's called what? Misogyny? Patriarchy? What is it? Misogyny? It's like misogyny? A person who's flat-chested is very hard to be a 10. She ate like a pig. You can see there was blood coming out of her eyes, blood coming out of her wherever. The boob job is terrible. You know, they look like two light bulbs coming out of a body. I've said that if Ivanka weren't my daughter, perhaps I'd be dating her. She's really a beautiful baby. She's got Marla's legs. We don't know whether or not she's got this part yet, but time will tell. I have been better to women than any of these candidates, frankly. Are you fucking kidding me? Mahogany. Mahogany. Yeah. It's a real bark move. Is is there bark on on mahogany wood? I've taken it too far. This is a lumber podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's where we're going. Uh, It's great. I mean, I'm seriously loving this. I think this is like even (laughs) better than before. (laughs) (laughs) So a bit of a bite. You, you pointed that out. Oh, the poster. Oh, yeah. Trisha. Love the it. Fire. Not only vampire stuff, but also internet stuff. We love mm-hmm. our internet puns. We love getting on the net. We, we are pretty much recording on the net. Yeah. yeah, I wonder, would Willow have foreseen this? I mean, she becomes a witch, 
I don't know the extent of which is powers, but could she see like the world of podcasting and Wikipedia? I mean, we ended in 2003. I feel like podcasting might have just, I think iPods just happened. So the idea of a podcast might not. Yeah. I don't think that was even a thing really until iPods. I think that they were on there, but I don't think that they were as mainstream as they were after until the iPhone. Yeah. I don't think Willow could have predicted a future that we're currently living in. Although, what is she even doing now? Doesn't she like... Oh, yeah. She's trying to save the non-magic world. I don't know. I stopped reading in season nine. So, I don't know. I need to fit, pick those up. We can uh, go ahead and cut all this garbage out. Right. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> was totally oblivious to the fact that the teacher was missing. Um, yeah. Following along with the theme of oblivious Sunnydale residents to the point that Buffy picks up broken glasses from her missing teacher and goes, <laughs> And sits down in her seat without thinking about it again. <laughs> this is kind of like the first, you know, establishment of it, where it's like, at least people somewhat acknowledge it, but then everything's still fine. Well, and, and Flutie, like, he comes by and is like, everyone needs to talk, everyone needs to do it. And then Cordelia, once again, given the best lines of the whole show, it's like, but hammering, like, they know that there's something happening. I mean, it's understandable, almost, not really, that tertiary Sunnydale residents or characters would be like, I don't know what's going on. That's probably not weird to do. But like Buffy and her friends should immediately think foul play. Immediately think monsters. But also probably not monsters. The witness stand for things that are crazy. I would like you to bring up that boy, that virgin who was taken (laughs) with Xander because he just showed up the next day in class. It was totally fine. Didn't tell anyone that he was kidnapped (laughs) by a mantis. There it was is... saved by Buffy, with, uh, like all these people that are clearly superheroes. He's going to have trust issues forever. Forever. But instead of going to the, I mean, the authorities, haha, let's cue the laughter. But <laughs> what the fuck? You know what? Maybe it's not naivete. Maybe it's not denial that Sunnydale residents have. It's like this weird paranormal snitches get stitches thing going on in Sunnydale. We all have an agreement that no one will ever talk about this. Yes, absolutely. It's happening. Yeah. We all know. And if we are in a dark corner somewhere, we might acknowledge it, but we're never going to talk about it ever. So the park, I think that's the only time that we ever see the park. Um, Do we see any more bums? Um, Yeah. Other than in fake Oakland, I don't think so. In Xander's car. (laughs) Because Xander's a bum? (laughs) Because you were like Xander riding around his car with bums. Oh, that's right. (laughs) The zombies. The zombies. Yeah. That's right. Uh, but yeah, I think the only Also, let's establish in... what fake Oakland is. So oh, when, yeah. when when Buffy leaves at the end of season two, mm-hmm. she arrives in a town that's close to Sunnydale. Sunnydale or it's, but it's, it's supposed, supposed to be L.A. LA. It's supposed yeah. to be L.A., but it's not L.A. And so we just called it fake Oakland. Since and I can't wait to get there in a couple of years. But did you go to fake Oakland? Did you? <laughs> I can't wait to go to fake Oakland. <laughs> I can't wait to go to fake. You know, we're going to record the we're going to record that episode from fake Oakland. Nice. Because fake Oakland is in our hearts and minds. It's in our hearts and minds. Forever and ever and ever. Yes. So Miss French shows up. She's... The actual Miss French or the Prank Mantis imposter. Of course. Miss I'm sorry. Mantis she Mantis because there wasn't a more clever name than She Mantis. She will. So she's like a Prank Mantis, but also a woman. And Her Mantis just is, that sounds more like a STI. I've got the Her Mantis. So I guess She Mantis is here. <laughs> You gonna be okay? <laughs> oh, you got a case of the Hermantis? Oh. 
I wonder if they had this conversation 20 years ago oh, in the wh- writer's room. Was it the obvious choice? Womantis. Womantis. It's right there in the name. So was this the WB Golden Age? If there is a golden age of the WB, I would say that Buffy is definitely in there, which would be like the same vein as Dawson's Creek, which I think, you know, obviously a lot of people watch that too. We also have Felicity in the mix. Like this is Roswell for for good or bad. Charmed. Roswell. Which you could easily throw in there too, which lasted forever, has seven or eight seasons also. Uh, I mean, I definitely was watching WB shows and that's why it's hard for me to remember when I started watching the show because I... I watched WB a lot, so I, like, tangentially knew Buffy was a thing, and I'm pretty sure, I yeah, I know, I did watch some of the uh, season three episodes, because, or season four, because they were doing the crossovers, because it was like, this, tonight, don't we have a Buffy Angel double feature every Tuesday, so I can't pretend like it's still exciting, but I have to do this stupid WB voice forever, so, yeah, that, Do you think he still does the voice? I, yeah, somewhere, somewhere they got the, the, eternally. That's all he can do. He just walks down the street. That's yeah, a coffee shop brought to you by the WB. Uh, so there was also a show, Brian Murphy, which people know from Glee and American Horror Story and uh, Nip Tuck, right? He did that too. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Um, he had a show that only ran for two seasons called Popular that was on oh, yeah. in 1998, 1999, which I really adored. Um, so this was all happening at yeah, the same time. So right it was there. a great time to be a preteen, tween. Whatever you want to say. Well, I think today would also be a good time, right? Isn't like the CW on? It's like, it's on a run now. Yeah, it's got all the yeah. DC shows. DC so, shows I mean, they definitely and... have a, a universe yeah. unto themselves that they're pretty successful. And it's and it went from WB to UPN? Well, it's actually WB and UPN, and UPN merging. So that's why Buffy, when they jumped to the UPN, and then they became one network. So oh, it didn't right. Anyway, but, yeah. Okay, and then a CW. Yeah, I, I feel like it went away because I just watched the UPN also because of, like Moesha was on it. I think Sister yeah. Sister was on there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I would definitely watch both networks. So with them being one network, Sister now, Sister. Yeah, Sister Sister. You remember? Huh? Oh, I was like, Tia and Tamara. Oh, I was just like, yeah, yeah, man, that's crazy. Yeah. It's awesome. It's been a long time. So, I don't remember how we got on this tangent. Yeah, I don't know either. WB Golden Age. Oh, WB Golden Age. Yeah, I think mean, it's definitely good time. Good time to watch TV as a young person not adult at all <laughs> i mean i guess we were only 10 yeah that's true and now i'm talking without the microphone in front of my face good that's solid what do you got station yeah, um so buffy does her homework and comes up with the solution that miss french is obviously a giant praying mantis disguised as a woman and then giles goes <laughs> that can't be real but also i have this friend who totally went insane because of a giant praying mantis dressed as a woman let me just give him a ring <laughs> just in case yeah the he um him discounting buffy's hunches like already just out of hand like oh buffy you clearly don't know anything yeah. even though you're pointing out something that i know in fact exists no no I don't, I don't believe, believe you. But at least he took direction when she was like, listen, bats, you need to go do this now. He's like, yeah, I do. He wasn't just like, no, you don't. Oh, no. Uh, yeah, no, you, you're right. You're right. So chalk that up to Giles. He's at least, he's a good loser. He's a good loser. He doesn't lose a lot. I mean, he's right pretty much all the time. So, but he'll take it. He'll take the loss. A uh, thing I learned from this episode is that human sperm can be used to fertilize praying mantis eggs. 
and I don't know why. Also, praying mantis eggs look suspiciously like weird chicken eggs and not at all like actual bug eggs. Good to yeah. know. I mean, granted, we're talking about a she mantis, not a legitimate right. praying mantis. What if the praying mantis community found out that human sperm could do this? I mean, then, I feel like they would just take over our houses and... Well, would we get Miss French giant praying mantis-sized people, or would we get really tiny, I would say angry that I would fall for a Miss French yeah. today. If a Miss French walked up to me, I would probably follow her to a martini that would be drugged. Yeah, with and her... I would become a... I would be down there with the straw to poop on. <laughs> the straw on the The considered side. straw. In the cage. Yes. Yeah. In her lovely house that she doesn't walk around in as a bug, because otherwise it would mess it up. I would be there. Yeah. And then I would hope that I would have somebody to bail me out. But who knows? In the meantime, you could enjoy her noncommittal Australian accent or whatever. That's true. And getting bummed. No. See, now that you... the first time. (laughs) Because you'd have to be a virgin. That's true. Oh, nice. Oh, yeah. Speaking of... I'm out. Yeah. Stacia pointed out that... Because as we recap, we were trying to put down (laughs) the jock, like only virgins get it. Mm -hmm. Dr. Gregory (laughs) must then have been a virgin. (laughs) Poor Dr. Gregory. You see, Dr. Gregory, the only... But he was also semi-possibly needed. I mean, I don't want to besmirch Dr. Gregory's name, but wasn't he important to be out of the way for Miss French to be there? Couldn't she have been like, all right, I'll chew on this non-virgin for a moment because it furthers my virgin goals. But then why are there eggs? Yeah, that's true. And also, then how can we make the I'm just argument trying to help Dr. Gregory because, Jesus. Whatever his name is, Jody, Bodie, Bradwick, whatever the fucking oh, Jock's the name is. Jock's name. That's good. Jody, Bodie, Bradwick. <laughs> Jody, Bodie, Bradwick. Uh, Jody, Brody, Bradwick. But then we can't, Giles' argument doesn't hold water, right? Like, no, it yeah. must be a virgin. So, I mean. But Giles was wrong and sometimes. It wouldn't have to be Dr. Gregory. She could have killed another staff member and taken their job. She could have just showed up as another That's staff true. member and Flutie would have net. He would have He doesn't seem true. to have a tight grip on anything. Nobody at in, like any capacity that's in charge no. in Sunnydale does. Never. So. Except for that one time when Buffy tried to walk out of school grounds. And he was and like, he was no, there. no, no. <laughs> and then he just, she just jumped the fence. Yep. The minute after he turned around. No big deal. Six degrees of Buffy. Yes. She says, like when Giles like, the way you, my friend recommended you murder her is by cutting up her all into pieces. And she says, ah, slice and dice. So, and oh, Scream, sh- Stu, Mocker, who's one of the, who's played by, uh, what's his name? Crazy Face. Not Skeet Ulrich, who plays Billy, but the other one, Matthew Lillard, who's also who's in the- with oh, no. Sarah Michelle Gellar. That's but being beeped out. In that, <laughs> you can't even see- <laughs> you have to call it the Slay Rats. Oh Slay god! Rats. In the movie The Slay Rats, yeah. that's about <laughs> franchise. Nope, that's getting ripped out too. Yeah. Oh just, just call it SD. Oh my god! Anyway, in that in the movie the SD screen, franchise, the SD franchise. the SD expanded universe. Uh, he says the old slice and dice. So we get a twofer. We get Matthew Lillard being in <laughs> with Sarah Michelle Gellar and. Referencing this, which she is in Scream too. So see, we get it's all Buffy. Everything's Buffy. The other thing about the WB Golden Age, all the movies in that era, like the late nineties <laughs> and the early two thousands, all use all use the actors from yeah all these TV series. Which I mean makes sense. We still do that now, but that, that's true. If you want a late nineties, early two thousands teen comedy, that's your place. These people are going to show up. 
So or a horror movie. Celtic Sea Maidens. Oh yeah. Why does he? What is he even saying that in reference to? Like, I got off the phone with my friend who told me all about the praying mantis. Also, fun side note: Celtic Sea Maidens. Yeah, did you catch that? Yeah, I think he's probably referencing the mythology of, like, sirens who are, like, beautiful women uh, that are lure men into the ocean with their voices and then they drown them. And I didn't know the like Celts a, had their own sea like maidens. a mating nice. thing, I think. So I think that's why he was like, it's like this, but also she's a bug. <laughs> <laughs> Less boats, more bug. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I liked when you, Stacia, said that you were happy that this was Bug Week and not Bunny Week because this whole show, everyone would be be dead. Xander would be gone again. The end of Buffy the Vampire Slayer. If they weren't just happening to learn about bugs, she really fucked up. You know, and also if I was her, I would. That's that's fine that she, you know, she picked a wrong time. Get it? We all do that. But you walk in and you say, "Oh, this is about bugs." I'm changing the curriculum the right now. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Forget standardized tests. You know what? I don't care if they pass or not because I'm here to eat the virgins. Yeah. And they're all 15. They're all virgins. <laughs> so I am just going to feast out and teach them nothing. What you wouldn't do. Not about bugs. I'm going to teach them inaccurate information about bugs. But instead. Everything wrong. She chooses to teach them about bugs and then have heavy innuendo voice the entire time. Well, and then the flashbacks certainly helped. So we knew Xander, he he could see himself in his flashback being like, oh my God, she was telling me that she was going to impregnate me with her eggs. (laughs) But he didn't know. then she's going to cannibalize me. Right. He didn't know that he was in a flashback then until later. You can't flashback unless you're in the forward. That's true. Right. Gotta be, gotta be forward to flashback. Flash Forward was a show. That was a great show. Yeah. Had, um, Jewel State, who and, was also um, on Firefly. And Guy, who was on... Um... My work has gone to uh, some amazing places since I got hit by a car. Oh my God, you were hit by a car? What happened? Um, to be honest, I prefer to process those emotions through my art. Oh. Was you okay? I hope to be. One day. Okay, yes. Giles made a weird comment to Buffy where he said there are too many guys in your life. Oh, yeah. He did. He did. And I, that hit me weird. Oh, because yeah. it was like, like... It was a joke about her being like, there's fork guy and uh, cryptic guy, which was like code for angel, and mm. the fork guy is obviously code for the vampire running around in this episode, and he's like, oh, there's too many guys in your life. Like, you need to use more descriptive words. You talk like an idiot. That's what that was, not like... You're slutty, I don't think, is what he was implying. I mean, yes, but he has a, like, noted history of disapproving of her relationships. And I feel like it was kind of like that, like, ugh, you're just, like, too much right now. Yeah, Yeah, maybe. I think I would disapprove of Angel. Well, yeah, especially considering... He's very disapproval-worthy. Yeah. Yes. Where we end up, he deserves all the shame. He's like a weird, immortal pedophile... That he is. I mean, really. Defiling his slayer and then. Well, you don't realize it now, but then it, like, when you get the whole series, it just makes it worse. That was the same thing with, like, True Blood, too. It's like any vampire thing, you're instantly screwed because these people are from the Civil War. These people are from fucking 200 years ago. It's just creepy. It's weird. Well, Angel's double creepy because not only is he, like, you know, 200 years old because he's a vampire, but he was also, like, 26 or 27 when he died. So, like, you're fucked both ways, man. There's no. 
world in which you are okay to be in love with a 15 year old not to mention you stalked her for an entire year before you started hanging out with her and then try to get with her yeah. like not okay buddy so when we learn angel's backstory at the end of season two whistler takes us through and right. he sees her outside of her yeah, old high school when she right. first gets called we know that's a year before she shows up on this show like where we start right. so he's like weirdo stalking her yeah. and immediately has like a boner for her and like she's how 15, does he get a boner he doesn't have any blood flowing that's like something that's been talked about way too in-depthly yeah, on the internet yeah oh yeah for sure don't want well true blood are the same thing and they oh, make really comments about it yeah i forget what the response they actually i think describe it in true blood no right they can that's okay so do you guys want to talk about the moral lessons we have to learn or uh, yeah i would love to or did you have any more all right moral learning corner so this episode what do you think the lesson is that we're supposed to have learned i don't know i'm not a good student what moral lesson? stay in school <laughs> damn it i did it wrong i think the moral lesson that we're supposed to learn is to not lust after your teachers right to not let your hormones be the boss of you and to uh i don't think you really can choose that i think as an adult you shouldn't Prey on children because they don't really have a choice. But I think doing your homework That's is better. really the best. Don't be a pedophile. Don't yeah. be a pedophile uh, or or a deadly praying mantis. I mean, I guess she also wasn't really just being a straight pedophile. She was trying to eat, but she's terrible and she should die. Ooh, maybe the lesson is lose your virginity as soon as possible. As soon as possible, yeah. I think yeah. that's probably safest. Yeah. Okay, well, then now we know. Good. Thanks, Buffy. Thanks, Buffy. <laughs> Don't do and don't have sex with praying mantises. Don't have sex with praying mantises. If you see one on the ground, don't. Don't have sex with it. Don't. You see don't have sex with it. On the ground, don't Leave it. Oh God. Leave it. Oh, shit. Okay. Alrighty. So, as far as rankings, how I'm going to go ahead and break this episode down. Yes. Whether my same fry, five criteria. Uh, first, Willow hack something. Can slash... you say that correctly so I can edit that in correctly? Oh, yes. So, I'm going to talk about my five criteria for this season about how I'm going to rank this, right? So Willow hacks something, or we talk about the net. Willow definitely was up on her computer learning some Mantis facts, doing some things. Learning. She was doing her homework. She was in Education Corner 100%. Yeah, she was. I think Willow follows that lesson by heart. Yeah. She just knows. I'm going to give her an eight. Saw her on the computer quite a bit. Saw her in front of the computer quite a bit. For that? Out of eight. Get out of my... I know, I'm just saying. What? She's, her, <laughs> she's going above and beyond what the rest, what's called for. Uh-huh. I can't wait to, for her to have her own centric episode because she is just off in the corner. Oh I God. need more Willow in my life. So Joyce is a terrible mom. Joyce wasn't in this episode. She still gets, I think she gets pegged no matter what because she's, Buffy is a reflection of her parenting. And at some points, you know, you just look at Buffy and you're like, you're doing pretty good for what's happening in your life. Well, I give it a five. So I say five is neutral. Right? Man, yeah. man, Joyce because really benefits from not being in the show. She does. Yeah, because she got a two, I think, the last time. Can so. you imagine? Could she get a ten from not being in the show? Oh, what if she does not? Dies? What if it's like every episode she's not in, she gets more of a point? Oh, my so God. So like next time she gets six points. No, I'm not going to keep increasing. Five. If she's not in, we get a five. She get a five. Okay. Well, if she is in, it's going to be a zero. So. No, yeah, see, that's point. fine. Uh, ridiculousness of the monster of the week. Gave it, gave it a three. It's pretty ridiculous. Pretty bad. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Uh, the, the little vampire guy running around, Fork guy. He was oh, a yeah. guy. He was, he was just good. a vampire with a Although he was hand. real dumb. Oh, yeah. To just, like, not understand the picket fence thing. Also, I love that they saved themselves $5,000. Oh, they didn't show him getting dusted? They didn't dusted show anybody getting killed. Yep. And then they showed the praying mantis face after, and it was like, 
that's what we spent the money on. <laughs> yep. Uh, friendship slash relationship, oh. goodness or badness. Oh. I'm going to say we have an eight because Buffy, like, they they cry over Dr. Gregory. They did. She was dying. really She upset. was real upset. And Willow was like, I'm going to back for Buffy. Yeah. Like, I don't even know this guy, but I'm I'm not in there. And class. she was I'm like, we have to save Xander. Ah! Yeah, that's so true. Everybody's being everyone's, a good friend. Everyone's in it. And, and Giles, too, putting his pride aside. I'm the teacher, but I'm gonna be the I'm gonna be the people right now, and I'm gonna do what Buffy, Buffy says. Though, sounds like she might know what you're talking about. Yeah, gonna make. She's some read calls. a thing about She's bats. Right. Yeah, she, she read some poster somewhere. That was clutch. Yeah. And Giles' level of general Gilesness, Gilesness, meaning he's wearing tweed. He oh. takes his glasses off. He cleans his glasses. Any uh, Giles. It was a high episode. Yeah, yeah, eight. I give it eight, eight because nice. he does. He takes his glasses off for a full like conversation while he's on the phone the whole time. I think and just the, talking to about. Celtic sea maidens. I mean, you have yeah. to. I mean, I would do that too. I'd just be like, "Wow, that's just crazy." <laughs> I just can't believe it. The uh, you taking your glasses off plays really well over. Oh yeah. Over. <laughs> no, you can tell things are different. Wow. Yeah, your voice is different with your glasses I off. Weird. I so I, that's a total of thirty-three points. It's a good score. Yeah, it's definitely lower than last week, but no, it's actually a <laughs> half a point higher. Listen, that was a lie. <laughs> I don't know why you're so good at keeping track of literally everything, but sometimes... Now you're going to be stuck with having Teacher's Pet above which. Correct. You're also going to be stuck with your 50-point score that's going to come back at some point to bite you because you were down 74,000 and you brought scores. (laughs) Your math is shit, and you have to deal with it. That's why this doesn't count, because the ranking... This is is later justification, and you used too soon later, okay? You too soon to be later, and it doesn't count. As far as ranking this amongst the four episodes we've seen so far, this is number four. Four of four, I would four say, four. behind Welcome to Hellmouth, and then Witch, Har- Harvest, yeah. Teacher's Pet. Okay, okay. Stacia, what's your... Gonna say it's ranking last. They yeah. started out strong and have been slowly sliding into mediocrity. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and uh, it's right. only getting worse. So. <laughs> only gonna get worse. Uh, yeah, this one's particularly egregious. Um, again, it's really fun to watch these because they are kind of fun, but you know what's coming up. So I'm gonna have to go ahead and put this where I'm pretty sure I put it before. I'm gonna put it at a cool 102. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be one of the lower end episodes. It's yeah. fun, but again, at the end, they show the eggs and nothing ever comes of it. We just let everything go, and yeah. it's better off that way. I'm glad it was 13 episodes. We're about to hit 20. You know, it's weird with this season, 13-episode season. Kind of the perfect, I mean, that's the standard TV amount at this point. And we're going to go off into 22-episode land where it just gets fucking bonkers. Oh, yeah, filler, filler, filler. Filler to the max. Yeah. And so I think I'm trying to see this filler as a little bit different because this was actually like trying to establish some things, mm-hmm. whereas the filler coming up is just pure bullshit. So just, 102 out of 144. Or you do 137. Oh, uh, 137. So 102, 102 out of 137. 137. Yeah, Harvest and Hellmouth go together. And so. I got this at 4 out of 4. You 4 out of 4. 4 out of 4, four, four, four. for station. Lovely. Right. So we're in. So we're going to be back next week for, what's the episode? Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. Never Kill a Boy on the First Date. Where the namesake of our podcast comes from. Which you're going to listen to right now. Have a good night. See you next week. Love you. Thanks. Bye. 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 I think of all the education that I missed. But then my homework was never quite like this. Oh, that's a bad, that's a bad, that's a bad. I'm not the teacher.